Welcome to Subscriptions for Authors. This episode's really special because it's actually not an episode of the podcast. It's actually one of the summit sessions filmed back in 2023, May of 2023. And we're going to be sharing this session with you today from Kay Webster. Kay Webster actually is super special because she has readers who pay her regularly over $100 a month in her subscription. And you're going to learn how she does that, how she manages to have these high-priced tiers that dozens of readers are actually paying each month. And on top of that, Hey Webster is an incredible human being and just a wonderful, wonderful author that we're so grateful and so lucky to have in this community. So I hope you enjoy this summit session from her. It's actually the opening keynote for day two of the virtual summit. Now, we've uploaded all of the different sessions from the virtual summit to the podcast feed. They're also on YouTube, which you can find the link below. And you also can find the summit sessions linked down in the transcripts. Yes, we have transcripts from all the different sessions. You can find that in the description. And of course, if you want more summit sessions, we'd love to see you at the 2024 Subscriptions for Authors Summit. You can find more about the summit link in the description. Tickets are still available at our early bird pricing. And we would love to have you in person in Boston with us on May 6th and 7th to see some incredible speakers, amazing panels, and just have the best time. But if you're not able to make it there, no worries, because we have a virtual summit that we'd also love to have you at. And we'll link to that down below. So we hope to see you there. And in the meantime, we hope you really enjoy listening to Kay Webster's incredible session. Hello, everyone. I'm going to give everyone a moment to get settled in. I know it can take a bit for people's cameras or sorry, microphones to start working so you can hear me. But welcome to day two of the Subscriptions for Authors Summit. Day one was awesome, really special. We had some incredible speakers, but today we have another whole lineup of really special sessions. And before we get into this one, I just wanna remind people of where you can find all the different information about the sessions taking place today. And that's in this schedule that I'm putting in the chat. So if you go into that Google Doc, all the different sessions, Times today is going to is at the bottom of the document now, but I'll be moving that up to the top of the document so that we all can navigate through that easy. But really fun stuff. We're going to be going till 7 p.m. Eastern. Like I said, all this will be recorded, so you all will be able to rewatch this one. And I have a feeling this specific session with Christy will be one that you will want to watch because Kay Webster is one of one of the most impressive. If, not like the most impressive subscription author to me, just period. And overall, what she's done in her author career entirely is just so special. We had Kay Webster back as really one of our first guests on the podcast. I want to say in the fall, early fall, maybe was when that went live, like in September, we may have talked to you in August. And one, you were just such a lovely person. But two, you had so much insight about how you were able to make your subscription a really significant part of your business, a significant part of revenue stream for you, but following a different model than most authors. A lot of authors will have early access and you do early access as well, I believe in not a lot of different things, but you have a lot of readers at some quite high price tiers, which I'll leave you to share more rest about that. But that is a really fascinating thing. And I think you've accomplished something that most authors don't even know is possible. And I think once we know it's possible, we'll definitely dream of making that happen. So hopefully today we can get one step closer to finding our forever readers. That's what this session is all about with Kay Webster. And 
Kay Webster, for those who don't know, I gave my like own personal introduction, but she's a mega best-selling romance author who's known for her boundary-pushing taboo reads. And we're really proud to be able to have you here with us today, Kay Webster. And you can start to share your screen and get into the presentation. The floor is yours now. And for everyone okay. who's here, chat is great for general conversations. Q&A is the questions that you want to ask Christy that we'll then share at the end of her presentation. We'll have some time for questions. All right. Forever Reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Kay Webster. And hopefully you guys can see my slides. Can you guys see them? Okay. At the moment, it's like I could, it's not presented in full screen, but I could see them. Hold um, on. There we go. I think that should do it in the presenter view. That, did that work? That worked. That's beautiful. Okay. I, okay. Oops. Okay. Let's see if I can do this. I don't, I don't know how to make it go back. <laughs> okay. There it goes. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. You guys, I'm, when it comes to tech stuff, I'm, a little bit challenged, but that's all right. I fumble my way through it and I figure it out usually. <laughs> you say that uh, when you like brand your own, you have your own direct store on Shopify. You I know, it, but it's, it. we have tech issues all the time. And thankfully I have my forever readers that hang out and show up every time because if they just went off of the way I do things, like all these crashes and things that happen all the time, my tech difficulties, they'd probably think, oh my gosh, what a flake. But since they know me and keep up with me, they know that I'm trying and I'm doing the best I can and I'll always make it good in the end. So that's what they know. That's like the essence of this whole presentation. It's creating a band of readers who will follow you anywhere. And um, let me just go ahead and switch it over here. If you don't know me, I'm Kay Webster and I have written and published over a hundred books. I stopped counting because there's just too many and it's a lot to count. And I've been doing this for almost a decade. In February, it'll be 10 years. But I started off just writing whatever romance, normal kind of books. And then it wasn't until I started writing the boundary pushing taboo books, like you mentioned, that things started to change for me. And I really, it wasn't just put your books out there throw out some ads and hope, hope that people buy your stuff. Then it's, it became where I really started building relationships with people because things a little bit crazy anyway. Let's see. Oh yeah. So if obviously I'm not going to read this to you, but my readers, they've followed me from whenever I first had my first band book, all the places that it had to go and all of that sort of thing. And then, and then like we were talking about, like the subscriptions I've changed three different times and I, keep pulling my readers in different directions and they keep going. So I'm going to try to hit on why that is and how that's possible. And hopefully I won't say it too many times. Okay. So creating the forever reader can be done by focusing your efforts in three different areas, which is connection, consistency, and customer service. I think there's, you know, there's probably, I don't know. I just like the three C's. I thought it sounded good. It seems very simple that it's just these three things, but it is, it's just really is that simple. And let me just tell you. So back in 2017, August, I was just plugging along, doing my thing, write my books. And then I got this great idea for this book called the wild. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write this book. And it's just really out there. And people are going to be like, oh my gosh, what a crazy book. And it's going to be so much fun. And the readers are going to love it. And this is exciting. So 
I put my book out there and it was controversial and I knew it was, but I didn't expect it to explode in a negative way or whatever. So this was my first realization that I, I had forever readers, if that makes sense. So whenever everything exploded, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about that book. And a lot, there was a lot of really loud, mean people. Cause you know how social media can be. People get out there and start hollering and being like, oh my gosh, she's the devil. Don't buy her books. And it was very upsetting and rocked me to my whole core. And I was thinking, is this going to impact my career? Am I going to no longer be able to be a reader or a writer? Am I going to have to quit? What, what's going to happen? And so I was very stressed out. I didn't understand what to do, but my readers really pulled through in that time. They showed up and were like, okay, you know, how do we get this book? It's banned. We want it. We want to support you. How do we buy it? Just in my inbox, boom, like hundreds a day, people just showing up. How can we help you? How can we support you? And it was very like eye-opening. It made me realize these are more than just people that are here for a the newest book that I have. They're there for me. Like these people enjoy my books, but they also enjoy me as a person. And like they're they you know, they're showing up for me. And so it was like, okay, how, so they're showing up for me. How can I really deepen these relationships and maintain them and show my appreciation? Because it did mean so much in such a terrible, stressful time that these people were here for me and trying to show their support. So that was like one of the very first times and that I really noticed how important this was. Let me just switch over here to, so you can see this kind of this next slide. There we go. Okay, so this kind of breaks it down a little bit. The first one is connection, being accessible to your readers and interacting in a way they can better connect to you and your brand. And because I was already subconsciously doing this, I think, in the beginning, I feel like that's why they were wanting to support me and during that terrible time or whatever. And because, let me just switch over here. I was I was doing all of these things, being responsive to people and commenting and showing up for them. And, you know, I didn't really realize that was like a thing. And, but after the wild, it, I realized, okay, yeah, this was important. And then even more so important now that they were showing up for me and trying to support me or whatever. And I would be like, they would message me. And I literally, I was getting like 200 messages a day and I would respond to every single person and help them with whatever they needed or thank them for my their support and all of that kind of stuff. Just being connected to them was really important and something that I knew I had to do, even though I wanted to like crawl into a hole and just hide because it was a very like scary time for me. I knew I couldn't because these people were here showing their support. And then here recently, back this past summer, another like social media thing had happened. And it was another time where I was like, oh my gosh, do I run in and hide in a hole? I'm, I don't know what to do. And I did for a while because I was, it was very stressful because social media, when people, when things blow up, it's scary. When you think your business is about to crumble, you know, you, you don't know what to do. And it's, it is scary. But again, the readers showed up in this instance and proved that they're there for me no matter what. And it just was, it just was nice to realize that I had built this, these forever readers and they weren't going anywhere, no matter what. With 
and that kind of also dips into the like subscriptions and stuff because same thing you know with well with the wild and everything when it got banned I had to create my own website and I had to basically teach all of the readers at this time how to go to my website and buy ebooks or paperbacks and a lot of times people were fine with going to a website to buy paperbacks but going to a website to buy ebooks and downloading it and getting it to your device was like really new I guess and people didn't really know what to do and it was quite a step for readers to take I guess is the way to put it and and so that was like my first experience in having people follow me, I guess you could say. And so it was like, okay, you can't get this book at Amazon and it, or Barnes and Noble or Apple or anywhere because they, they all banned it. Smashwords, everybody. Where do you want to go get it now? Let's try to do it from my website. And I jokingly said, if I have to put all the books in the trunk of my car and drive around and sell them in back alleys, that's what I'm going to do. And I felt like they were there for it. I had people, how do I get this book? I'll do whatever it takes. Do I sell you one? my firstborn? It was just always something like they were there and they wanted to get it. And so with the subscriptions, I started out with Patreon and I had researched it a whole lot before I even started, but I knew it was something I wanted to do because the reason is with back in 2017, once I opened up my store and people were going to my website, I started seeing a pattern and it was repeat customers. And it was the same readers over and over again, buying whatever products I put in my store. For instance, I had one reader who every single payday bought a book or two, a signed paperback. And at the end of the year, I looked to see how much she had spent. It was like $1,400 that year. And I was like, that's a lot of money for one reader. And it was very like, wow. Okay. So this isn't just me like hoping to get all these readers out there and make my $3.99 per ebook and just get a bazillion dollars that way. It was like, how can I serve this reader who is the ideal forever, I'll follow you anywhere kind of reader. And how can I make the whole experience better for them? How can I give them better products? How can I give them better swag? How can I give them all of the stuff that they're going to really enjoy? And it's like when I switched perspectives and changed the way I was thinking, as far as that goes, it made a lot more sense for my business. And it really drove home the fact that I have these forever readers and I need to take care of them and really nurture those readers. And let me just quick switch over here to the next one. Let's see here. Sometimes I get ahead of myself on these little, I, it's like you, you make all the slides and you already know all of the information and you know what you're going to say and you hit all the points are just now out of order. So sorry about that. The, another one of the C's is consistency, and that's staying consistent by showing up, providing value, and following through what you've promised to your readers. And so with the, the subscriptions, I'll go back into talking about that. I had found this forever reader who had, she was like my example. Everybody says, oh, find your ideal reader. And that's who you're marketing to. That's who you're writing your newsletter to. So this was, this is who I'm shaping my club for my membership club. 
is this person who shows up, who has shown up ever since the wild or whatever, every single time buying the books, supporting their, I notice they always comment on my, my posts. They always respond. They're the ones that open my newsletter. Like they are everywhere. They're my ideal person. And so I thought, okay, how would they, what would they like with a club? Or that's what, that's what I call mine. It's just a club, but it's a subscription. And what would make them happy? And and so I really started researching and like looking at other people's and on, when you go on Patreon, there's like all these other places and there are, re, there are authors, but it's other stuff too. Like there, it's not just readers and authors. And so I had to like dig through to find some like really good ideas. And once I created my kind of tiers and parameters for my club, I finally, then I had to set, decide on the pricing. And I decided that since my readers were used to getting signed paperbacks in the, whenever they would order them on my website and they, they loved anytime I had something new or whatever that I would base my club on almost like a subscription box, but not. So it was like, more interactive, more, it was just more than just getting goodies. Like it was, they had, they could have an opportunity to vote on things and have a say on stuff and get sneak peeks and, and just a deeper dive into the whole K Webster world because of the wild, I was closed off and afraid to like really show anything but perfection. When you go through something like that and all of the spotlight is on you, you try not to mess up. And so with my club, they got to see behind the scenes that I do mess up sometimes and not everything is perfect and just the real human side of me. And, and anyway, I also wanted to make sure that they got really cool stuff. And so I set up the club with this main reader in mind and I was like, okay, this is my highest tier at the time was $200 and it was VIP. And I was very ambitious and I was like, I'll have a hundred people in here at this and I'll be a bazillionaire because a hundred times 200 is a lot of freaking money a month. Like I, I, I was just like, I don't know. It was silly, but so I finally set out, but it, it was never a, it was never a, will they, it was like, yeah, they're going to be here. They're going to come. They're going to show up because they show up everywhere. Like as long as I provide consistent quality stuff that. I promise they're going to show up. And so I set up my club and I sent out my newsletter. I said, okay, we're going to start it on January 1st. Now it's open on December 31st. Don't go in there. Don't look at it yet. You're going to get billed. I want you to go in on January 1st and sign up on January 1st. And they're like, okay. And so I send it out and boom, somebody signs up on December 31st for $200 for the VIP. And it literally was this girl that spends that, that would buy every single pay period. That was my ideal reader. She was the one that signed up before it was even time. And I just thought, okay, that's who this is for. If nobody else shows up, this club is for her. And it was proof that she wanted to do it. And so anyway, I, I ended up having to refund her and we started over the next day. She just didn't want to lose her spot. And and then of course, I had two more people join that 
VIP tour or VIP tier. And then I was like, okay, that was still good. It wasn't the hundred that I expected, but three's good. <laughs> and and then I had people trickling in at first. And I, I know people think whenever they start a subscription or membership club or whatever that they'll say nobody's in it yet nobody was in mine either it it is it was something new and it was a higher price point and it was something strange and just like with the wild back then yes I had a lot of people go buy that book but other than that was tricky to get people over there to buy an ebook because they're like what is this is she a scammer you know what I I sent my 399 and I didn't get my ebook I don't know what to do ah PayPal give me my money back it was just there was a lot of people didn't really know and I felt like that was that way with the Patreon too or whenever I switched to do that and but anyway so a few people joined and it wasn't until a few weeks later that I decided 100 was way too ambitious and I decided to switch it down to 10 VIP and I was like okay 10's fine I'll switch it down to 10 and I think by this point I had already sent out my first package you know I did a special cover for this book and I did all this cool stuff and everything and word in the book world gets around fast and so this all happened at the same time they were getting their books they were beautiful they were excited they I was delivering what I said I was going to deliver and then I dropped down from 100 to 10 and then boom they sold out and I was like why did they do that they literally nobody was signing up for this VIP tour until or tier until I switched it to 10 and then they saw that there's only seven left I got to get on when I saw what she sent out and I liked it and I want that. And, and anyway, that maxed out. And then I, the one below it was 150 for that tier. And it, I don't remember what I had on that one. Maybe it was like 20 or something, but that one had maxed out too. And so this all happened within a couple of months and I was like, okay. And it was very important to me with the whole subscription setup that I didn't just take people's money and not give them anything. Like I, I knew I wanted to give them the physical products, but it was really important also for the, the, uh, the intangible things and like me showing up and coming in there frequently and talking to them and communicating with them and all of that sort of thing. And that's, that was what shaped that whole club. But anyway, fast forward, I was doing my club and I decided that I didn't like Patreon because it was missing something. It was just missing something. It felt like I couldn't really put a finger on it, but I just, there was something about it that I wasn't totally in love with. And so I thought I'll put it on my website. Maybe that people are already going to my website. Maybe they will like it over there and I can do all this cool stuff. And so I went and switched over and did all this stuff. And that, that ended up being a nightmare, but all of my people switched. They left Patreon where they were comfortable, where I had just taught them how to use that whole platform. And these were all people that had never really, they didn't even know what Patreon was. And I got them over there. And so now I'm telling them, okay, now we're going to my website and I'm promising them it's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. Y'all are going to love it. And we get over there and I get them all over there. And it is a nightmare because it was all back in hard, difficult stuff that me and my sister could barely handle. And we hung in there as long as we could. And, but it was not, it just wasn't 
what I'd hoped and it wasn't delivering the experience that I wanted for my readers. But again, they still hung in there because despite all of the tech hiccups that I had mentioned in the beginning of this, you know, we still had email. We still could email each other. Even if the whole platform was just messed up, I could send them emails and be like, okay, guys, the books are going to come out here and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I'm so sorry the plat- that my website's messed up, blah, blah, blah. And so then it was really funny because one of, I, I started a new tier in my club that was for authors. And one of my friends in the author tier, her name's Kitty. And she said, she'd mentioned Reem. And I was like, wait a minute, you hear something and you know it, but then you kind of like when you're busy and you forget about things. And it was just like this light bulb came in my head and she was like, yeah, I'm doing Reem. I'm a beta author. And I was like, I know these people, like I know it. I remember them talking about this, but I didn't realize it was set up and ready to go. And I said, well, I'm going to go over there and do this. I'm going to go over there and join in and do. And she was like, okay. And so I immediately messaged you, Michael, and had a million zillion questions for you. And you literally answered them all perfectly. And I was like, okay. And I realized, okay, this platform is perfect because it's the thing that I was missing with the Patreon that I didn't realize I was missing and was trying to search for through my website. And it still wasn't working, but it was all the things that I wanted. It was for authors and readers by authors and readers. And that just made it feel, I don't know, just more exclusive and cool and tailor-made for us. But I was going to have to make my members switch again. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. And, but then I was at that point, do I go to Patreon? I swear I was about to go back because my website was such a nightmare. And I thought, no. And then I found just rediscovered Ream and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And so I told all my readers, Hey guys, we're going to switch again. Y'all ready to move? I know we just moved four months ago. And before that we moved nine months ago or whatever it was, we're going to move again. And I know that that's hard and difficult. And a lot of people in this whole industry will tell you like, you've got to, even down to the way you make a post on Facebook, only make them click one time. Because if you make them click too many times, they're going to get bored and they're going to move on. And it's like this whole switching clubs and, and doing all this stuff was very like against that grain. But I was like, no, it's, this isn't just a random run of the mill person. These are my forever readers. These are my people. They will show up. I just got to explain it to, you know, and make them understand that this is going to be better or we're going to try it or whatever. And it, it was, they did, they switched. And the very first thing that they told me is when we switched over to Reem was, oh, I love this. This is so amazing. This is so cool. It's so much better than your website because my website, we, it was really terrible. The, this part of the website that we were having for the club. And I was like, oh, and they were like, we didn't like it at all. Several people told me this, but they stuck through it anyway. They stayed in the club for me anyway. They were there for me, even though it really sucked because they're my forever readers. They're like your friend that's there through the hard times. And when you're low or whatever, your friends are there and they pick you back up and they help you along. That's what you've got here. And so it was very nice to hear that they even though they were unhappy really deep down at the time, they still stuck by my side because they knew I was still going to deliver in some way. I was going to, I was going to have a comeback in some way. Cause I always do. Um, and I guess that kind of 
goes into this next slide really. And that's, let me see if I can make it click here, is customer service, going the extra mile, taking care of them, nurturing the relationship. I feel like people in the book world miss this part sometimes. And I think it's because it's so hands-off with eBooks, with Amazon and all the platforms. It's like, we put our book up there, we make it perfect. We do the best that we can. We do our ads, we market to people. But then once the book gets out there, it's in their hands. And if it messes up, Amazon will fix it and help them get their book or whatever. And so we don't we, we don't really have to do the customer service if we don't really want to. But the way that I've, since I've always had to be selling for my website or have these subscriptions and things like that, I've had to have that element of customer service where I, I take care of them and help them through things and provide tech support or whatever. And it's the, it's something that they don't get that it's something that I can offer. And then they're very thankful and appreciative. And I feel like that's why they keep coming back because they know I'm going to take care of them. And if they order something or if they subscribe that I'm going to give them what I said I gave them. And if something messes up along the way, the tech and they can't get in and they're missing important information or they get a book and it's damaged, they know I'm going to send something, send out a replacement or give them some money back or whatever. I'm going to take care of them no matter what. And we've built this trust between us. And that's why we keep going along. Let's see. What was I going to say? Yeah. So I, I feel like that the customer service is super important and I, I have people all the time that will tell me, I ordered this book from another author and I, it never arrived. And I told them the book never arrived. And they're like, I'm sorry, that sucks for you. I don't have the money to replace that. I'm sorry. Or whatever. And I'm like, ah, that just, it just frustrating to me because they're thinking of this whole like transaction as a one and done thing. But from my experience, I have the same people over and over and over and over. So to me, I'm like, why would you disrupt that or damage that if you could, it, it, yes, it might, you might be out some money and time or frustration, but that's, it's not the norm. It's not like everybody's out to take advantage of you. These are legitimate things that are happening. And if you fix it and make it right, then they show up the next time and then they tell their friend and it just, it goes from there. But if you tell them, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm sorry, I sent it to the right place. I don't know what to tell you. Then that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And then they're like, okay, they tell their friends or whatever, and they don't buy anymore. And so I'm not in the business of making a quick buck. Like I want to serve them and make sure they're happy. And then they want to keep back, keep coming back and supporting me. So it is a very, it's just, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but you, I think you understand. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, this is, I'm getting to the end of it and I'm sure you guys have lots of questions. I rambled and that's just cause I was nervous, but I, I can't hear you, Michael, but I just see your Great. little lips moving. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he looks like he's saying yes, but I'm like, okay. But yeah, so the three important C's for your forever reader is connection, consistency, customer service. If you do those three things, you will keep these readers coming and it may not be an explosive 
growth like you want. Cause, and that's something I had to retrain my brain is I'm not out there to get all of the fans and all of the readers. I, that's not, I want to get the ones that really love my book and who are there over and over again. And I want to keep them happy. And if I were to get all of the fans and all of the readers in the world, I wouldn't be able to provide that level of service that I like to provide to all of my people. So I really, in the, I really don't want to be that. Like, I like being able to have this tight fan base of people that I can look after and really connect with. And with the club, it's not huge, but it's a good size and I like it. And I feel like over time we'll grow organically, slowly. And that's good because then we can build and we can learn and do cool things. And I'm okay with that. And yeah, so let's see anything in there. Oh yeah, it says creative relationship where I provide value and they're willing to reciprocate in the form of support and through their wallets. That was silly, but they do want to support you. Don't leave them hanging, spoil them, give them attention. Some of them have become actual books. And this is where some people like to not be involved. I feel like if you're in this summit, you are on that level of where you do want to be involved in your readers more so than the, the person that's, I don't like social media. I just want to post everything and go away and hide. I feel like if you're at this summit, you are like in the trenches with your readers and you want to be like connected with them and providing them with cool stuff and really having that back and forth relationships. Yeah. I feel like you, if you're here, that's yeah. So I, anyway, back to this, where I was talking about, and it's, this is my author's club. Oh, it's on Reem, And we basically, and it's something new that I started. And another thing that I will mention is a lot of people don't realize that a lot of your forever readers are other authors, which is, it's just is, it is. That's something that I've learned over the years that like one of, like several of my VIPs are other authors. And some of those authors are way more, way more successful than me. And I'm like, why are they my VIP? Like, why are they in my club when they're like so amazing? But it just goes to show that reader or authors are readers too. And they're not your competition. They're your friends. You know, they're your network, your peers, your coworkers, basically. And anyway, so I realizing that over the course of how many ever years I decided to do my author club. And basically we talk about in a more intimate setting, like all of the ins and outs of the author world and what's working and what's not and what's frustrating and how can we support you and how can we fix it? And just that same level of what I enjoy providing to the readers, but like to the authors. And so anyway, I tested it out on Ream because I was like, I don't know if we can do this, but I just went ahead and set up a tier for it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this, we can do stuff that's not reader centric, but we did it anyway. And I have people on, they really like it. Yeah. That is a little bit about that. And then obviously you can connect with me here, but I don't know if I answered. I don't know if I said everything I was supposed to say. I even had notes and I didn't even look at them. So Hopefully it was all right. I was nervous, you guys. So you did wonderful. <laughs> and I actually want to second Ashling's point in the chat. Ashling is one of the members of K's Club Cosmo for Authors. And 
I've heard unbelievable things from the authors in it. And at the very least, you'll probably want to see Katie Webster's page for some incredible inspiration about how you can set up your subscription. So I'll put her link in the chat right now to her subscription page. So cool. And yeah, no, this was, I think the points on customer service specifically, came, it was, it's been a theme that people have mentioned, but no one's really dove it into that like you have. And I think it's something important to remember because yeah, on Amazon, it's just, oh, they'll take care of it. But if you want them to be your reader, forever reader, no, really awesome stuff. So we're going to hop right into the questions. So for till the top of this hour, we have Kay with us to answer some awesome questions. We have some in the Q&A, but make sure to keep adding some questions that you have to Q&A because we'd love to, to answer them. So I'll get to the first one, which is from Kimberly. How important is it to have readers interested in your subscription before you make a start? Or I guess before you start your subscription? I think I told them about it, but they, I didn't base my whole, whether or not I was going to do this or how hard I was going to go into it on it, the level of interest, because again, it was something new and it was something that they weren't familiar with. So I knew I needed to just get it out there and then I could convince them and show them and prove to them it was valuable to them and worth their money. I just didn't I, I did tell them about it. And a few people were like, yeah, that sounds fun. But it was very lukewarm. Like if I would have just went off of, are they interested in this based on my post? And are you guys interested in this? I probably wouldn't have done it because they didn't know they were interested in it. And I had to, I had, I had to believe in it hundred percent and be completely in love with what I was doing so that I could go out there and put it out there and be like, okay, I did this. I know you guys are going to love this because I know y'all now come over here and check it out. And so it was very like, I don't think it's super important to have a hype or a build of it. You can just be like, this is it. I'm starting it. Here it is. I don't think it's that important because I, like I said, they don't know that they want it until you sh show them that they need it. <laughs> yeah, actually. That's very like in a good in a good way. That's a very Steve Jobs esque with the Apple iPhone. No, no one knew they needed the iPhone until you created it for them. So yep. maybe the most magical things are just like that. So Shelby asked, when you knew you were going to change or move people from one place to another, whereas there like a specific timeline you gave them. And then her follow up to that is, what are the best ways to approach making changes to your membership? Whether it's a big one like. We're switching platforms or a small one, maybe a benefit's going to change or something like that. Okay. So when I got ready to switch, it was like a lot of reminders. Okay, guys, we're going to switch. This is what it was about. If you've got, let me hit all of the points that I think you guys are going to ask me questions about. If there's more questions, hit them with me and then warm them up to the idea that we're going to switch. And then when we switched, we had to really lean into the customer service because it was a lot of, I don't know what to do. I don't want to lose my spot. People were freaking out and I'm like, okay, it's okay. You know, we're going to switch. Even if we have to manually set you all up, you have a spot, don't worry. And so it was just giving them like, just assuring them that everything's going to be okay. And we're going to fix it. And all the little hiccups and errors and things like that will get smoothed out. And so that was as far as like switching the platforms that was I just basically had to just 
keep drilling into them. This is what's going to happen. These are the steps. You're going to cancel this. You're going to do this over here. Here's the link. Also send in an email and just drill it into them because not everybody checks their posts or whatever. And, and then even still with all of that, I still had people that would be like, wait a minute. I'm canceled off of this thing. What happened? I don't know what to do. Or where's the club? So people still were confused. And it, it, that's the nature of the beast. You just have to figure out like how to communicate with them and tell them this is the way it's going to be. And that might take multiple times. As far as like changing benefits or the way you do things, I have done that a couple of times because I get very, oh yeah, we're going to do this. And then three months in, I'll think, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not feeling like a vibe, like they like it or something is so a lot of times I would start with a poll what do you guys think about this are you totally in love with it or are you not totally in love with it because I'm thinking about changing it or again just like communicating with them and connecting with them in their their feedback and like in the beginning of my club I would do all of these like little gifts and stuff but it took a lot of my time to find all these really cool personalized gifts and I was like I could lower the price a little bit and do away with those gifts. And after I pulled them, they were there for the books. They didn't really care about all the little extra goodies that I was doing. So I was like, okay, let's change some things up. And we communicated and we did it. And whenever I, I switched from my, from Patreon to my website, I changed things as far as the tiers went. So I tweaked and I eliminated one of the tiers that was redundant and, and so when you're changing or you're starting a new platform, that's a really good time to make the big changes because everything's new and all that kind of stuff. And so when I switched from my website to Ream, I did it again. I tweaked some of the tiers at that time because we were switching and they could decide before they joined in if they wanted the new tweaks. And then I even added another tier to see how that would go. And, and they were fine. Nobody, the things that I changed, nobody was like, where's the whatever. And like, one of the things I did was a cross, a crossword every month for my book of the month. And I love crosswords, but it was crickets. Nobody even said anything about it. Nobody liked these crosswords except for me. And I was like, that's a lot of my time to do these. And so when I switched from my website to Ream, I just didn't do the crosswords anymore and nobody even said anything. So I was like, okay. So I, it's just a matter of feeling out what they like and then making the necessary changes. And sometimes I don't, you, you don't have to tell them if it's something little and small and nobody even cares, but for the most part, I just communicate with them and tell them what's going to happen. And they will let you know if they don't like it. And they, and that's, that can be the thing that makes you go, okay, maybe I don't need to change that. They don't want me to or whatever. Yeah, no, that makes, that's really good advice. And it's tough because it's changing things in a subscription can be very, very daunting. So I think knowing that you've been able to successfully navigate so many different kinds of changes is really inspiring. So we have another question, this one in, in the chat, but I think it's a really good one, which is I noticed that you put your newsletters to your K club. Do you have an email account? with MailerLite or MailChimp, et cetera, that you also use to send emails? Are they different from the ones you post in your club? So essentially, how are you viewing communication with your paid subscribers in your club versus just overall your email subscribers? Are they connected? Are they getting different things? How do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely have a different newsletter that I do. I do MailChimp. And so I have my newsletter that goes out to all my subscribers and I will talk about my club and show like, oh, look at this pretty paperback that they're getting and link them over to my club. 
but when it's time for the newsletter that goes out to my club, I send it to all of the tiers from the $5 tier all the way to the $250 tier. Cause I got a new tier. And so maybe that's 60 people or whatever. And they are like a template. Cause once you make one, you do the same one every month. And for me, since I have a book of the month, I will tell them, okay, this month, the book of the month is X, Y, Z. Here is a picture of the paperback. And here's a picture of the hardback. And here's a picture of a sticker or, and so whatever that theme is that month. And if I have any updates or anything that's changing or that I want to tell them, I stick it all in this email. And I only do one of those once a month and everything else is just kind of day-to-day updates. I'll just post in Ream and tell them, okay, this is what we're doing. And this is a new thing or whatever. And then big changes or big announcements or anything like that. It just all goes in the newsletter. So they, they do get their special newsletter just for them. I also give them a free ebook of the month. So they get the link for that. And so that way, if they don't, if they don't want to actually get on the platform and look through all the communication and things like that way, I still am getting them through the newsletter and updating them on things and linking them back to the club to certain posts or whatever that I don't want them to miss out on. Wonderful. No, it's a beautiful question. And I love that answer. Another great question from Michelle is, since your subscription isn't like really about early access, a lot of the people that we brought on have done early access being their primary benefit, but you talked a bit about your benefits, but I think they're wondering, what do you offer in your tiers? I know you covered it a little bit, but if maybe you actually outline for us, like your top two tiers, what they're getting for, I'm paying $200 a month or two, I think 250 actually is your highest one now. What am I getting for that? Okay. So basically the way everybody does their tiers a little bit differently, but the way that mine is set up is every tier builds on the one before. So it's not just like, oh, if you're in this tier, you get all digital stuff and over in here, you get physical stuff. No, everything just builds. So the $5 tier basically is the free ebook and the newsletter, and they get to see the posts. And then the next tier is, I think it's $29 a month for the readers. And it's the first one's $5 a month and they get all of that stuff. Plus they can get arcs if I have an arc and they get a sticker of the month and a little note by me. So they get something mailed to them. And then it jumps up to my higher tiers. And I have one that's 129 a month and then there's one that's 179 a month. And they that's they used to be 200 and 150. And I brought them down a little bit because I eliminated all those extra gifts that I was giving out. So I was able to save them a little bit of money. But so the one that's 129, that's Club Midnight, they get the free ebook, the newsletters, the post. They also get the sticker of the month and the letter. They also get the arcs, but they also get a exclusive edition paperback. And then I even, I'll just show you an example. Like I even, can you see my, you can see my face, can't you? Yeah. I, okay. Just making sure. So I even numbered them. So if I ordered 45 of these, the, it would be like one of 45, two of 45, three of 45. And uh-huh. so they get like a special edition and it's completely special for them paperback. And then they also get voting rights. So every quarter we vote on a book. So I choose the books like 
January, February, but they get to choose March's book. And then I choose April, May, and they get to choose June's book. So they get to vote to see which book that they want. And they have some really good ideas and I let them get creative. So it's not just one of my books that's, it might be a couple of books. Like we had a a stalker vibes one that was, it had three stalker books in it because I have some stalker books. And that was their idea. So I was like taking their ideas and we created new products with their ideas. Anyway, they get to vote. And then once a quarter, we have what we call the overstock sale and they live for this. And it's basically anything that's extra. If I had 45 hardbacks that I ordered, but I've only got 25 people in the club, that still leaves me some hardbacks left over. But those people in the Club Midnight and then the VIP. The difference between Midnight and VIP is VIP gets the hardback. Midnight gets the paperback. So it's a little bit more expensive because it costs more to do the hardback. And then the that VIP also gets to be in the overstock sale the day before Club Midnight. So they get that extra perk. But And they get to vote and they get everything else too. So the quarterly overstock sale is, I basically say, I've got 25 copies of these. Only these two tiers can, and now I've got this new tier, the third one, but only these upper level tiers can purchase these books. So people in the other tiers, the $5 tier, the $29 tier, or yeah, or just random people that buy off my website, they don't get to get in here and get to get these. It's only for these people. And you think, why would they want to buy books? They already got the books. I think that they have friends or they have, they want to go sell it on the flipper market or whatever they, that's up to them like it's their option whatever they want to do with it and they always come and show up for these overstock sales and they clean me out wow. and yeah and they literally love that and I have people all the time like oh can I just go in and be in the overstock sale and it's no you have to be in one of those tiers to be able to go get in on the sale so you can't just be And so that is like a perk and it's exciting and it gives them something to look forward to. It gives them a reason to stay. So they're not just hopping in and out. They, they know that like for, they're going to get all these collector books each month and they can't just say, oh, I'll just wait once a quarter and see if I can just go in and get them all at a discount because it's, they don't know if I have that many, there may not be enough. So it's, it is a chance. So it's stay in the club and then you'll have an opportunity to buy more. And then my final tier, the newest one that I just started with Reem is Club Gravity. And I made that one limited to like a lower amount. And I ended up raising the limits of the other two tiers to allow more people in for as I switch. But Club Gravity is $250 a month. They get a hardback and a paperback. And they get to do the voting. Oh, and the other thing I didn't mention too, is I have a discount on all of my tiers to my website. So uh, not the $5 one, but the 29 and up. And so they each have a percentage discount. So like club gravity, the highest tier, they get 40% off on my website. So they can go in and buy signed paperbacks and get 40% off and they love their discounts. And again, I, you think, why would they're already paying for $250 to be in this tier? And they're also buying these extra copies of books that they already have. Why would they want that? And they're going to go and spend more money in your store. Why would they want that? These are my forever readers that 
all the things that I'm creating for them are the things that they want. It's the cool stuff. It's exclusive. This is for them. I know how they, they want it. That's, and it's not, this isn't for the random person I found on Instagram who might want to try my book out. These are for the people who are collecting my stuff and who love my books and want to be here for everything. So I don't like let all of those, Oh, is it too much? Or will they, why would they want to do this? I don't let all of that stand in the way. I just think, okay, this is who's, I know they're going to do it because that's what they want. And I'm marketing towards that handful of people. So I don't know if that answered the question. Oh, definitely. That was amazing. (laughs) Just the amount of knowledge you dropped about different ways to be able to ultimately serve your readers there. It was incredible. So I won't waste any time. Let's cover. I think this question from Dakiri is really good. So how do you market your subscription platform to your readers, like in your back, back matter newsletter, auto sequence to this, where, where's the most successful places that you're funneling people into your subscription? Definitely in the back matter of the books, people go and check all that stuff out. And then obviously social media, I, I will post something like this. And so, especially if it's like a favorite book that a lot of people love, and then they see another copy, they're like, oh my gosh, how do I buy that? I want to buy that. And I'm like, "Mm, you can only club members can. And so it, that, that whole, it's exclusive. It's not just, and, and so I put that out on social media. And then of course my newsletter with to all of my people, I market to them, but a lot of mine is it, you'll, it'll, it starts growing as like word of mouth. People start getting FOMO. And so they see their friend and they have this and they share it. And basically providing the best, coolest stuff that I can to make my readers happy so that they want to go and share with everybody else. And that's really powerful is by providing them, then they go and show and share their friends. Look what I got. Don't you want to be in this? And a lot of people will join up because they just cannot stand it that they're not included. They want to be included. They want to be a part of this. And so it's, like I said, it wasn't a, oh my gosh, I just suddenly had all these people. It was a slow growth of proving that I can do, this is what I have to offer. You're going to love it. Like having confidence in that fact. And slowly over time, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. But I basically everywhere I share everything else. And I do make sure to lean in on that. It's exclusive. It's rare. It's special. It's going to go away. And that really does make people go and buy. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. This was, this was a masterclass. Okay. This is <laughs> truly a masterclass. And I'm already in the sense, unfortunately, we didn't get to all the questions because you all had so many amazing questions for Kay, but I'll just say, if you want to want to get more in touch with Kay and all the amazing insights she has for authors. I think her ream page, it was one, a great place just to check for inspiration, but she also has her author tier there. And this was just what a fantastic presentation. I know you said you were a little nervous, but you had, you are a rock star. You are hey. a rock star. <laughs> really great and a huge privilege to be with you today. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here and I, hopefully this helped. <laughs> It helped me. I think it helped a lot of people too. Yeah. No, this was really special. So everyone, since we're at the top of the hour, we're going to get into our break. Okay. You're totally good to stop sharing your screen, turn off your camera. And you're all going to hang out with us for the rest of summit, but also I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. Thank you for waking up early with us on a Sunday morning and being here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this session of the subscriptions for authors summit. Now, 
you may want to learn more about subscriptions. And in that case, I recommend watching all the other sessions in this summit. They're linked down in a playlist below. But I also want to share with you all the other amazing resources we have as part of Subscriptions for Authors. First, we have the Facebook group. You've probably heard it talked a lot about during the summit, but if you're not a part of it yet, you can join totally for free the link down in the description at facebook.com slash subscriptions for authors. There's over 2,300 fellow subscription authors in there and now a bunch of spin-off groups based on specific genres that will help you start and grow your subscription as an author. In addition, we also have for a very limited time the founding cohort of the six-figure subscription author accelerator. It's the first link down in the comments. It's open till May 31st and it's an amazing premium course plus group mentorship that me and Amelia have set up. It has over 10 hours of video and then has four group mentorship sessions where you will be paired with a coach and fellow teammates who will take you through starting and growing your subscription with the goal of taking you at the beginning of the summit, whether you've started your subscription or not, to then being able to grow your subscription, get your first paid subscribers, and hopefully grow your subscription to the point that one day you can be a six-figure subscription author. It's a really, really exciting opportunity. And me and Amelia are super excited to share that with you, especially if you're very serious about growing your subscription. It can be a great opportunity if you're a very serious author who wants to go and do that. But if you're maybe not ready for the accelerator, no worries, because we have a lot of other opportunities. A ton of free resources we put online on this very YouTube channel. There's like 30 podcast episodes out, and we have a ton more releasing soon. We have like 10 more films that we're going to be releasing in the coming weeks. In addition, we have a free book called The Descriptions for Authors Starter Guide, which condenses a lot of the amazing insights you've heard today throughout these sessions and gives them in a very streamlined fashion, a step-by-step -step guide into how you can start your subscription. You can download that book totally for free by signing up for our mailing list at the link in the description. And then lastly, we also have Fireside Chats. I will link down to the playlist of that as well. Those are free webinars that we do about very key topics and subscriptions. So those are really, really fun. I hope you all enjoy it. Yes, we are dedicated to putting a ton of resources out there for you to have a successful subscription. Not only that, but we also built a platform specifically made for fiction authors to be successful in subscriptions, which is called Ream. You can think about it like the Shopify meets Patreon, meets a Facebook group, meets Wattpad, all in one. But the whole goal is to help you turn your fans into customers of yours directly that pay you monthly. It's a really awesome platform and you can check it out in the link below in the description as well. Yes, there's a lot of links. There's a lot of things going on, but odds are if you're watching this summit, you want to dive deeper into your subscription. So you want to give you everything in one place. And in fact, if you want to get all of our links in one place, we have the Ream link tree. That'll be the second link down in the comments. The Ream link tree literally has everything in there. So if you ever want any information on anything in subscriptions, all of it's in the link tree. And it's a pretty great place. I'll see you all soon. Thank you for being a part of this summit. You all the best. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, storytellers rule the world.